0: Today is July 31st, 2018, and on this episode of Archer Radio, I have a special guest, and we'll be talking to him in just a minute, but I wanted to remind all my listeners that in just a few weeks, I will be in New Orleans, Louisiana, with the Pride 48 crew, and we will be recording a group show, a gangbang, if you remember from the old Archer times. Um, It will be the first gangbang since June 10th, 2010. Yes, eight years ago, and um, Arthur and I will be talking about that in just a minute, but I wanted to make sure that you knew to listen in to Pride 48, uh, the Pride 48 weekend, um, August 24th through the 26th, and um, there'll be a bunch of good people there uh, doing some great podcasts, so uh, tune in for that. But now, I would like to bring in my, um, I would like to say my good friend, Arthur from New Zealand. He does a podcast called Amerins. And Arthur, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing wonderfully, but saying I do a podcast is being a bit of a stretch these days. <laughs> I've only done 2 this year so far.
0: That's that is true. <laughs> but you but at least you do a podcast and you have to admit that you're one of the few true. you're one of the few who has consistently podcasted for at least 10 years.
1: Well, uh, yeah, actually, you're right. It has been 10 years. I was thinking it was less than that, but it will be just past 11 years um, in what was it, March, I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh, and right, of course, this I is 2018. It. I forgot you started in 2007. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, how yeah. are you? What have you I, been, what, what, how, like, because I know you, I know, well, actually, I don't know if my listeners still know you like the old listeners do. I, because like, I think I have a, I actually don't even know what kind of people I have listening, but I'm just I don't know that they know you. So why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself?
1: Well, um I'm handsome, witty, charming, and very intelligent. <laughs> of course. <laughs> no, no, seriously. I yes, all of that. No, I am the, the the name Amerins means American in New Zealand. It's a contraction of that. And where that comes from is because in 1995, I moved from Chicago to New Zealand to be with the man who's now my husband. And um, the when I started the podcast in 2007, it was an extension of my blog, which I started a few months earlier. And I originally intended to talk about that, to talk about being an American in New Zealand, about New Zealand and being an expat and all that sort of stuff. And it just sort of evolved from there. And along the way, somewhere, I don't remember where precisely, actually, um, I started listening to the original Archer radio and uh, ended up on one of the group shows early on. And uh, early on for me, I mean, (laughs) for you. Very true. Pride 48. Oh, I think you're Skyping
0: out a little bit. Oh, you're back. Oh, there you are. You're back. Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. We missed. The, we were just starting to say that you um, had joined the group shows in like two thousand and seven.
1: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it would have been in there. It, it was uh, early on the podcasting for me. I think I just started. As a matter of fact, um, the first time I was on one and uh, joined them from time to time after that. As a matter of fact, I, I was looking back in my Skype, whatever you call that, history or whatever. Today, and apparently, the last time. I talked to you on Skype, was the 1st of October, 2010. Really?
0: Oh, you know you know what show that was? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. We did a, like 13 episodes of an Arthur and Paul talk
1: show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you remember yeah. that now? Yeah, yeah. Arthur and Paul talk. <laughs> yeah. And it's I'm actually, actually getting... still in my iTunes, but it's got Chinese characters now.
0: Oh, <laughs> Well, I, I don't update that at all, so I don't know why it's still there. But I do have the original episodes from that time, and I'm actually going to include them um, in the archives of Archer Radio. So,
1: I should you, probably do that as well. You can, now that you know, I think about
0: it. Just to keep my numbers in terms of episodes up, because I'm at, tw- this is actually 1,234. This is 1,234. Good I know. Oh, cool. And, but one two three
1: four. It, 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 oh,
0: that's a good point. One two, three, Who who always does that? Michael Perry. I
1: all. Well, no, that's um, Michael Sage. I think. Oh, Michael who, Sage. Um, yeah. But I like numbers in sequence. It doesn't really matter what they are. But one two three four is one of the best ones.
0: Well, there you go. You got it. <laughs> mm. But I was going to say because I have been spending time. Um, uh, or uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? I'm putting the archives back up on Archer Radio website. Well, on Archer website. And um, I have found out today that I am missing 37 episodes.
1: Well, there's a good chance I've got them somewhere. <gasps> Are depends, you serious? Well, it depends on what years they were, actually. Um, if it's like 2007 or later. There's a good chance I do.
0: It is. It's from 2010. It's the last 37 episodes that I recorded before I was booted off Archer Radio.
1: I probably have them. Um, oh my r- r- god! Let me make a note to myself. <laughs> and actually, I will
0: email you the numbers that yeah, I know. Of. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: a good plan. Oh my yeah, god! If you have I, those, I that would be it.
0: amazing.
1: I probably have at least some. I did that for um, Nessa as well. Um, she wanted her old episodes, and I happen to have them. I don't know why precisely, but because uh, you know, uh, they take up a, a lot of room when you l- listen to a lot of podcasts, as I always used to do, and I would try to delete them from time to time but i guess the special people i just can't delete
0: oh my god you would have you would save me if you have all those episodes we'll have yeah. to figure out a way to get those if you have
1: them oh i'll put them in um dropbox or something
0: okay excellent but now so you have been podcasting for 11 years yeah and i have followed you all those 11 years i've listened to Probably every single episode that you have done. Now, well, that's not hard
1: when I don't do many.
0: <laughs> I can't remember all of them. But the most recent one was like two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, it's the 13th. And you were updating us all on your, because um, you had a heart attack at one
1: time, right? No, I did not. That's That's the thing that's actually part of the problem that I didn't have a heart attack. And a lot of the doctors have assumed that I did because they didn't, I, I just between us, I don't think that they read the medical file thoroughly. What I had was, um, a blocked coronary artery, which they uh, discovered before I had a heart attack. Uh-huh. And so they put in a stent that was uh, two years ago this month, actually. And, uh, so I don't necessarily have the same issues as somebody who did have a heart attack, a weakened heart muscle and all that sort of stuff. But just last week, I went for an ultrasound, no, it's this week, well, whenever, I went for a ultrasound of my heart to check to make sure the two sides are playing nicely with each other. Because if they are, then I don't need any special medication or anything. But if they're not, then I'll have to go back on beta blockers. And beta blockers are a class of drugs. They're, they're used for a lot of things. They're even used for migraines. But for cardiology stuff, they're used to slow down the heart primarily and sometimes for blood pressure. But very often it's used for, for slowing down the heart. Okay. And people who've had a heart attack, they generally try to keep the heart going at a slower rate so that um, the weaker side can keep up with the stronger side. And, uh, so that's what they put me on that because I had this other problem that's called tachycardia, which is a rapid heartbeat over a hundred beats per minute that lasts for several minutes or longer. Wow. Now my particular, my particular kind isn't life threatening. Um, it's called supraventricular tachycardia SVT and it's annoying and it's uncomfortable, but it's not life threatening. There's another kind that, um, can lead to um, atrial fibrillation, and you might need to be shocked to get the heart back into rhythm. But that's not me. Interesting. Um,
0: Okay, so then, um, because I think I read your last blog entry, too, that they um, decided to take you off one medication. Was that right?
1: Yes, yes. I've been complaining about uh, the, uh, the side effects of the beta blockers for ever since they put me on it, which was in May of last year. Uh, generally speaking, this is being over broad, but all beta blockers have the same side effects, and that is profound fatigue, uh, and cognitive problems, which are generally speaking things like memory problems and focus. And the question really is how severe a particular drug's side effects are, but they all the class of drugs shares that that, that those characteristics. And in my case, what it meant is that i had very little energy to do much of anything physically mm-hmm. and i couldn't concentrate i couldn't read a book because i couldn't concentrate long enough i couldn't read a long form article in a magazine it was just too much wow and i couldn't remember anything and one of my, one of the doctors i saw at one point um i said something about keeping to do lists or whatever and she said well yes that's what you should do as if that was the solution I was really annoyed by that. Yeah, because
0: that's not what you want to have to do the rest of your life. No.
1: No, and the problem, too, is that I would write things on a to-do list and then forget that I'd written it on a to-do list or even (laughs) that I had a to-do list. So that didn't work. No. But um, things got much better once they took me off of the beta blockers. He put me – I went to a private cardiologist who specializes in heart rhythm. Oh. And um, he put me on a calcium channel blocker, which is – Uh, It's a class of drugs that's generally used for high blood pressure. Um, Some of the, uh, I think one of the best known brand names in that is called Plendil. I've forgotten what the chemical name is, Um, which ironically was the first blood pressure medication they ever put me on before the stent. And um, yeah, so I'm on that now and I haven't had any tachycardia. As a matter of fact, I think I feel better than I did on the beta blockers for that. Part alone. Oh, well, that's good. And um, my memory is much better. It's it's appropriate for my age.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, and you remembered to to uh, get on Skype tonight, so
1: I did on time even. <laughs> oh, you were early. <laughs> uh, well, I was because the truth is, I was trying to remember how to use it. <laughs>
0: oh God, me too. Isn't that sad? We 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 used to yeah. use Skype all the time. Yep. You know, and I think a lot of podcasters now are using uh, Google Hangouts. And while that's fine, I can't stand the video part. I think that chews up the bandwidth. It's like, why waste the bandwidth?
1: Well, especially for me, because I actually am on Wi-Fi in the house. I don't have a wired connection, so I don't like to to add extra um, overheads. Right. Although it's it's really fast and it's got lots of capacity. And I know that Nigel keeps telling me, don't worry about it. You've got plenty of capacity. But, you know, I'm old school. I remember in your days when it was a tin can and a string.
0: (laughs) Well, I I remember when we did uh, group shows that I had the biggest pipe. It's like, (laughs) show off i I know it was like because that was like a well i have to say that i listened i've been listening to the old gangbang shows and um that was a big joke that i had the biggest bandwidth and that i could have 10 people on a skype call and not have it affect stuff so um no but anyway i just want to go back to your health so you're you're doing well right now
1: yeah, especially now that I'm not on uh, beta blockers. The the downside in that story is that if a tr- if the scan shows that my the two sides of my heart aren't playing nicely, then they may have to put me back on beta blockers. And uh, the cardiologist said it's just a matter of finding the right one, which I'm dreading because I recently did try a different beta blocker, and it was the, the worst experience of my life. Yeah. I got out of the shower, and I was so exhausted. I sat on the edge of the bed, and I thought – I wonder if the ministry would be willing to pay to have a cleaner come in once a a week to clean the house, because I clearly can't do that anymore. And then I think, wait a minute, why am I thinking like this? Because
0: you're so tired.
1: Well, I was, and the drug was affecting my mental clarity. And I was walking across the room, felt like I was walking through a marshmallow, and my legs felt like they weighed 3,000 pounds. And I rang up the doctor, and I said, I'm going back on my old beta blocker. Um, I just want to let you know. And if there's anything you want me to do to make that happen, that's fine. But I'm I'm doing this. I wasn't giving him any option right. I because I was supposed to be raising the dosage. She was um, putting me on it slowly. And this is just before a holiday weekend. And I thought, I'm not going to go through a holiday weekend feeling like this with, when I can't go to the doctor because they're closed. And so I thought, nah. And I just called them up and said, this is what I'm doing. And they rang me back with how they said, no, that's fine. You can go ahead. Just come in uh, next week for a blood pressure check. I said, that's fine. Wow. Well, I'm glad you're
0: feeling better because I know you've been dealing with this for for several years. Yeah. Two years now, I think. But um, I'm just glad to hear that you're doing much better. And that I can get you back to podcasting a little bit, at least with me. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, the, the, over the past two weeks, there have been uh, at least twice where I had a clear schedule and the perfect opportunity to sit down and record, only I got one winter cold after another. Okay. Well, two, precisely. And I just haven't, I haven't, wasn't able to talk for a good portion. I was still having little issues.
0: Well, I, I think you're doing very well. To, oh, there's the dog. Is that the that, new that's one? That's Sunny.
1: No, that's Sunny. Okay.
0: Well, She's I see you're, you're doing very well. And, um, Speaking of that, I have to remind my listeners that you are in New Zealand and it is yes. winter time there. Will it where it it's is. summer in uh, America?
1: Yes, we're in the last month of winter today because today is August first here.
0: Oh well, it's July thirty first here because you're in the future. Yes. I am. <laughs> no, I always... won't
1: tell you the lotto numbers.
0: <laughs> that was always a big thing too that you were in the future. Mm. I'm. I'm trying what? to. I'm. I'm going back and like reliving. <laughs> the, the golden days of podcasting you know
1: yeah and it's not just age either
0: <laughs> well speaking of that how old are you now
1: well in uh little over five and a half months i have a rather big birthday in five <gasps> five and a half months six oh, i i turned 60 in five and a half months
0: oh my gosh Arthur. i'm dreading it i'm dreading it because I'm 54, and here's the thing: I was listening to these old um, group shows, and we were laughing at people who were in their 40s. Because <laughs> I was in my early 40s then, I was like, "Oh God, time flies." Speaking of what? these, I'm uh, um, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was going to say, I think the first time I talked with you uh, was not long after I started, and, and you were surprised at that time because I would have been 48, I guess, I think and. You're right. uh, yeah, I would have been forty-eight. Yeah, and you were surprised at that, even so. Us wow. old people, we can still do things. Just ask Big Fatty.
0: Yeah, seriously. Oh, now that might show up on the opening of his show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's okay. I probably haven't been there for several years anyway.
0: <laughs> do you do you still listen to him? I do. Yeah, so do I on a daily basis. Although sometimes I get behind and I listen to like four on one time, and then I'll I'll hear that he had me on his opening. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't <laughs> listen on the same day that he put it on there. <laughs> So but um I don't know. I as I said I'm I'm kinda like reliving the golden days of podcasting because I remember mm. I, I enjoyed it so much back then. I mean I the, the group shows were just so much fun and half of the people who were on those group shows don't podcast anymore. I know. I mean I, I like I think the few who do, like because Ricky from Found Monkeys was on a lot. Um yeah. John Ong was on a lot. Big Fatty was on a lot. And do you remember Michael from QCAST, Connecticut? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He he was on a lot. Do you remember Anthony yeah. from No Lemon? Yeah. He was on a lot. And these people don't podcast anymore. And no. it's just, I really, I, I kind of miss that. I guess I'm... Um, being nostalgic because I'm I'm actually going to get to go this year to New Orleans and do Pride mm. 48 live, where all those years I could not do it because it was at the beginning of the school year and I could not take yeah. off the beginning of the school year.
1: Yeah.
0: So I'm excited and I'm gonna have as, as I think I told you already, um, Big Fatty, Ricky, John Ong, Adam, and Scotty on a um, the Gang Bang Show, um, in live in New Orleans and I'm really looking forward to. Uh, you know, bringing back the magic of those group shows. I mean, I don't know. If yeah. you, I don't know if you ever felt it as magic, but when I listen to them now, because I'm listening to these old episodes, I'm like, man, that was like amazing podcasting for the for the time.
1: Yeah, you know, I just you know, Well, Nigel used to talk about, it, and he used to talk about how nice it was to um, hear a bunch of gay men sitting around talking about ordinary stuff. Right because right. in those days it was there were mostly it, the ones with more than one person were generally comedy shows of one sort or another, which is fine, except that there w- there was no alternative at that point right and so it was it was a welcome change, even though of course many of your shows were funny yes. intentionally or not <laughs> right
0: <laughs> well i just i just uh, I, I really I, you know I miss it so much, and I, I really I get mad when I think about um what happened to make me stop podcasting mm. in 2010. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to go back to that. But I just, I would love to be able to bring those kind of um, group shows back. And I know that, uh, you know, hopefully talking to you now gets you a little excited. Maybe yeah. in, the, in the future I can have a Arthur, Big Fatty, Scotty or something like that kind of show. Yeah, that'd be great. Because really, towards the end, there the majority of my podcasting was group shows. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, they are somewhat easier because, for one thing, you don't have to worry too much about content. <laughs> that's true. I mean,
0: even though I did have a list of topics that I that I hoped to uh, you know bring up during the shows, it seemed like we would go off on tangents and have um, yeah. you know, never had to worry about my topics. You know.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the thing because they were sort of like organic conversations you know, rather than just a uh, planned, uh, structured interview, uh, call and response kind of thing, people would just talk like people do, and I think that's what made them so interesting.
0: Yeah, I think um, you're that's right. That's works. Because I was listening to one, I think it was um, six ninety two or eight ninety. I don't remember the number, but um, uh, do you remember West Stone? Oh yeah, he was on there, and he said, "I'll only be on here if we don't talk about politics." Well, as you remember, I did like to talk a lot about politics. <laughs>
1: Really? <laughs>
0: yes, but he said, he said, I'll only be on there if we can talk about boys, cooking, <laughs> a whole bunch of these other little like, simple topics. And we ended up an, an entire hour of these topics that Weston Stone wanted to talk about. It was funny. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I, is he still podcasting or is he still around, do you know?
1: He is around. Um, I've, uh, I follow him on um, Twitter.
0: Yeah, I do, too. But he's got a different name on there now. It's not West Stone.
1: It's like. Uh, P- is it Prunella Scales? No. Yes, uh, Prunella something. Is, it, is that one? Uh, uh, I was. Forget- is, um, well, it used to be Dr. W.E.P. Stone for the longest time. Yeah, but now I don't know what it is exactly. Um, well, the truth is I'm not on Twitter very much anymore. So it'd be really hard for me to remember that.
0: <laughs> well, I'm looking there now because I, I know I follow him. Prunella vulgaris. That's it. Yeah, because he he does tweet a lot, but um, yeah, I don't I don't tweet very much anymore. I'm, I guess I'm no, kind of like either. you,
1: but um, yeah. So I anyway, just, I I just find Twitter too toxic, so I stay away from it.
0: Well, you know what? For this, for me, I follow too many people, and I can't really keep up with conversations and stuff because they go by so fast, mm. and I don't really pay attention to it enough. I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, it's hard to because, because of that, as you say. But also, sometimes they, if you, especially if you come in the middle of conversations, they're talking about something, and I'm thinking to myself, what the heck are they on about? Yeah, and then you, know, then you have to I, go I back and know the context. Yeah,
0: I have to do that. I have to go back and look at the different um, tweets of what they're talking about to get the gist. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because I was listening to another group show that Princess Holly was on. Remember her?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And We're she was on Facebook.
0: Oh, I am I'm follow her on Twitter. Um, oh, I think I do f- on Facebook as well. But anyway, in that podcast, she was talking about s- something that had happened on a Monday. And I must have – I, I didn't say what it was on the podcast, and I kept – you know, racking my brain. What in the world was she talking about? What was she talking about? And then I, I was like, Oh, I could just go to Twitter and look. And I'm like, Oh no, I have to go back nine years. to figure yeah. that
1: out. <laughs> Because yeah, That would be a bit much.
0: Cause we were all on Twitter around 2006, 2007, 2008, yeah. or I yeah. guess when it started 2007. But, um, yeah. And then uh, do you remember JT? Yep. Um, he's still on Twitter too. And I sent him a message, but, um, I guess he doesn't get on Twitter too often because he hasn't replied. I wondered if he's still podcasting.
1: I don't think so. Last I heard, he got married.
0: Oh, well, that's good. To his um, longtime husband, our longtime boyfriend?
1: No, actually, it was a different one. Oh, (coughs) Pardon me for a second. I'm not laughing. I'm coughing. (coughs) The hazards of a fading cold. cold. Uh, But I don't remember any of the details. He said something about it on Facebook. Um, this is long. It feels like a long time ago. Maybe it wasn't. Well, it probably wasn't. We just don't know it. (laughs) Well, uh, yes, that could be too. Um, yeah, I haven't uh, heard anything from him in a very long time.
0: Well, okay. So then you obviously still listen to podcasts, but which ones do you, not to, not to call you out or whatever. I'm just curious. (laughs) What are some of, some of the podcasts that you're listening to, to these days?
1: Well, um, excuse me for one second had to clear my throat again uh what i what i mostly do to be fair is i listen in binges because uh, one week a month uh i have a solid week of work and i just sit at my computer and i'm not doing anything else so i listen to podcasts when i do that so i'm not timely with any of them okay uh, I, like a binge listen um, probably more than anything um yours of course big fatty which i already mentioned uh, i'm just scrolling through my list oh, boy, there's just there's too many within the Pride 48 community. And I don't want to start singling them out because somebody will say, well, what about me? Yeah. Um, But I will say that one that I listened to um, for completely different reasons is called The Thinking Atheist. Oh. And the reason I listened to the reason I started listening to it was because uh, the host is a guy named Seth Andrews. He's got a YouTube channel as well as um, an audio podcast, which he does through um, Blog Talk Radio. But he used to be uh, a a Christian broadcaster, a Christian contemporary music radio Mm -hmm. sort of thing, that is. And so he had vocal techniques, which I really liked which um, I felt were appropriate for my voice. Because not, you know, not everybody you listen to, you can emulate because whatever they do may not work for you personally. But right. a lot of I felt would work. And so I've been listening to him for, for many years now. And it uh, when he started out, he was kind of like libertarian and all this sort of stuff, but he's become much more, <laughs> I suppose it happens to everybody, much more left wing as the years have gone on.
0: Oh, that's too bad.
1: But he talks about all kinds of really interesting uh, topics related to free thought in general, not necessarily atheist in particular. Um, the most recent one is called God, Guilt, Political Correctness, and Trevor Noah, um, oh. which was some sort of live stream he did. I haven't read it. One was called Noah Was a Plonker.
0: <laughs> as in Trevor Noah, the guy who took over for
1: um Oh, it could be. I, I was thinking that was Noah as in the Ark Noah, but... Oh, I was thinking oh, yeah. Trevor Noah. Yeah, the the most recent one was about that. Um oh, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know specifically because obviously I haven't listened to that. But um, I'm, I don't think so because the two previous ones were two-part episodes on cults. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. But, um, he, you know, some of them are just ordinary podcasts and ordinary topics. He did one on those Second Civil War letters that were all funny for – <laughs> about
0: oh, oh, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> those were funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, so stuff like that. What about um, specifically gay podcasts?
1: Uh, because
0: you have I, to admit, since our time of podcasting, a lot of new gay podcasts have come about.
1: Yes, and a lot of them I just haven't had a chance to listen to for whatever reason. What I've tried to do, and again, I don't want to single anybody out for a variety of reasons, is... Um, I've been trying to pay attention to the new ones coming into the Pride 48 family and trying to listen to them when I can. Okay. But I don't have any mobile devices to listen to podcasts anymore because I don't put any audio on my phone. Why not? Any, um, mostly it's because I'm always home. I mean, almost always home. Oh, so you and can listen
0: to them at home, yeah.
1: Yeah, where am I going to listen to it? But the trouble is, they're all on my computer because that's where I keep my iTunes. And so I'd have to go and sit down and I only do that religiously once a month and any other time i don't think about it so yeah i just got out of the habit because i remember this this was my uh friday my time ritual i would um start my day and fridays is the day that i clean the house so i would load up my old um ipod uh what was it? ipod um nano? The tall silver one no was it an, the original nano the one that looks looked like a pack of gum sort of yeah. oh that was the shuffle no, it was the shuffle was a little square one.
0: Well, but it, the very first shuffle looked like a pack of gum.
1: Yeah, and no, I think this was a nano.
0: Okay. I think it was.
1: Yeah. Anyway, whatever. It's, it's two megabytes or something. I can't. It's a really small capacity. Yeah. But in those days, it was enough. And so I used to start my house cleaning, and I would start with um, Big Fatty. Usually. Yeah. No, I would always start with Big Fatty, and I, I. The reason I remember that is because I thought it was funny that when I was cleaning the toilet, <laughs> I was always listening to Big Fatty. <laughs> it how, just worked out that apropos. way. How apropos. <laughs> I know. Yes. Well, I would listen to QCAST in those days. Um, oh, I can't remember what the others were that were um, really popular then. I mean, popular in our group anyway. Right. And uh, ones like that. And then, um, I, depending on the time of year, I would either go up to the grocery store, do the grocery shopping, and come home. Or if it was the wrong time of year, I would go to my computer and then sit down to join a group show. Oh, Roger perfect. Radio. Yeah. <laughs> so that used to be my um, ritual on Fridays because that was Thursday your time.
0: That's right. And that, I for, I think that my uh, group time switched a couple times because sound, it sounds like from ones I'm li- listening to, they were on a Wednesday and a Thursday. So, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway... It, I was going to say, it's funny that you mentioned Big Fatty, that you listen to him first, because that's the very first podcast I listen to as well. I can have 15 podcasts to listen to, and I will listen to Big Fatty first, no matter what else is on my uh, phone.
1: (laughs) Whatever you're going to do when he reaches that magic number.
0: Uh, You know, I was going to ask you the same question. When he actually stops podcasting, what are we going to do? Who's going to take over those reins?
1: I don't it, it's sort of like um there there are certain people who I don't think can ever be replaced and Big Fatty's one of them, Vera's another. They're just certain uh very specific uh I don't know what you want to call niche or whatever uh podcasters who I don't think can be replaced. But yeah. that doesn't mean that there can't be um you know new exciting ones that will come along or all that have already started. Because well, I don't think that a podcaster ends up doing what they start out doing. I think they all start out in a certain way. And then as they go on and they relax and they find things that they enjoy doing or that work well or whatever, they'll continue doing that. I mean, ideally, anyway, they get better as, as they go.
0: Well, right. And, and, and like for me, once I retired, I brought back Archer Radio. and yeah. So that makes me think, what's, what's Big Fatty going to do once he – because he's retired now. He retired, what, a month ago or so? I mean yeah. – he can't possibly stop at 3,000, because then what is he going to do? He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't do anything now. So it's, There's
1: only so many puppet shows you can fit into a day.
0: Oh, my God, <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: and that's the other thing I'm bringing back for the Gang gangbang Show in New Orleans, is asking those questions at the beginning <laughs> of everybody. Big Fatty told to give me that, that, away to do for, that.
1: You may not want to give that away for new uh, listeners and let well, them uh, discover that. <laughs>
0: well, I'm not telling them what the questions are, but there are always three questions that I ask of each yep. person who's new to a gangbang show. And as far as I'm concerned, they're all new this year. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that's interesting. So, okay, let me tell you a couple of podcasts I listen to that I think you would like if you don't already listen to them. One of them is new to the Pride Forty Eight family, and they're called Gayish. Have you heard them?
1: I have, and as a matter of fact, I—that's one of the ones I didn't want to mention. I um, do have, am subscribed to them.
0: Okay, because I love their show. It—they actually remind me. Those two talking and the banter that they have reminds me of some of the banter we used to have on the on the gangbang shows. Like they, they and they have great topics. I don't listen to every like once I see what the title is and what they're talking about, sometimes I don't listen to it. But generally I love the stuff that they talk about and the way they talk about it, you know? Yeah. So there's them and then um I don't think this is a Pride forty I definitely know they're not Pride forty eight. There's a podcast called Gay and a Non Gay. Have you heard of that don't one? don't know that no, I don't know that one. They are out of um London or, or uh, England, and it's um a gay guy and his best friend who happens to be a straight guy and they talk about they talk about all kinds of gay issues, but it's like um, half the time it's in the eye of the straight guy and how he see things sees things so that's hmm. a real interesting one. Their accent sometimes put me off because it's all you know um, I want to call him like a cockney accent so it's a little bit um oh yeah. You, can, you kind of have to really listen to what they're saying. And it kind of goes fast, but because um, they only do like a 15, 20-minute show, and then they're off. But um, I like that one, too. Um, what else do I listen to? Well, I listen to all the regulars. Uh, Foul Monkeys, Pot is my co-pilot, um, Scotty, Little Aussie Battler, Big Fatty. Um, uh, no, I can't, well, when John Ong decides he's going to do an English <laughs> podcast, I listen to his. But let me look on my um phone here because I don't I don't use the um podcast app on iPhone because I hate it.
1: Yeah, but, I never uh, have either.
0: Okay, so here's the other ones. Um
1: What I what meant. do you
0: use? What app do you oh, use? Oh, I'm using an app called iCatcher. Oh, okay. I think I heard about it uh no, I don't think I did hear about it from them. But um I heard about it on a podcast, so that's why I found it and I like it much better. But um, I have you on here, of course. The other ones are Catching Up. Uh, of course, I said Foul Monkeys. Oh, The Geeky Gay. Lotsel. Pot is my co-pilot. The Last Ovation, which I love, but she, I haven't gotten anything from her in a long time. I don't know what's going on with that. Then I listen to some other podcasts that are not necessarily gay, like This American Life. Um, Constitutional, which is produced by the Washington Post. Oh, Okay. And American Stories, which I think is a NPR podcast.
1: There's a similar one uh, about the Constitution from the Const—what's it called? Constitutional Resource Center or something like that. Oh, I can't remember what they're called. But anyway, they, they often talk about uh, topics of the day and put it into the constitutional context and the historical context as well. I've only listened to a couple of theirs.
0: That's kind of like this one. However, this one called "Constitutional" by the Washington Post takes each amendment and talks You're about okay. the talks about the history and how the amendment came about and um, when it was changed and you know ratification and all that kind of stuff. And I just I find that really interesting. They also bring in you know the regular parts of the Constitution, but um, lately they well they haven't been they haven't podcasting for a while yet. But um, when I was listening to it, they were breaking down specific amendments. So okay, cool.
1: And I mean, you talk about older podcasters uh, in the sense of podcasts that were you around for a while, right? Back in the day when we were doing it, there was one that um, from the UK from Liverpool called "I Say, I Say, I Say."
0: Oh, I remember that. Yeah,
1: by Andrew. Well, yeah. he's back with a totally different sort of podcast. It is called "Art on Your Sleeve." And what he talks about are the, uh, the record jackets or whatever, primarily from 80s music. Oh. Um, it's a very periodic sort of podcast. He, he writes um, articles about it for a British magazine. I've forgotten the name off, off the top of my head. Uh, pop music or pop, pop art or something like, like that. I, uh, yeah. I can't yeah. remember what it's called.
0: Is oh. this Andrew Dinley? Yes, yes. Oh, my God. I, I didn't know that. And I, I, I follow him on Twitter and I should know that.
1: What's it yes, called again? And, uh, it's called Art on Your Sleeve. Art on um, Your Sleeve. This most recent episode was, um, was back in June, but that one was about uh, John Petch and OMD. And the one before that was about the innocence uh, by erasure. Oh. And um, so things like that. So it's mostly, I think it's mostly 80s stuff. I, I frankly haven't listened to all of them. I'm ashamed to say. I listened to the first one and um, some of the others since, but not all of them. Um, see if he has anything in the description
0: well I love okay. the 80s stuff because I'm yeah you know from, I'm a child of the 80s in terms of becoming a person <laughs> during that time yeah. yeah that's interesting I'm gonna have to look it up now I totally I'm gonna have to find it um so what about um oh other ones now these are these are like uh which I kind of kind of like they're they're it's like um I guess a series where they say, okay, we have eight episodes and that's it. You know? Yeah. Like, um, Missing Richard Simmons. Did you ever listen to that one?
1: No, I heard about it, but I didn't know.
0: Oh, uh, it was great. What about, um, S Town? No. That was from NPR. That was amazing too. And that was only like, um, I think that was only like six episodes, six or seven episodes, but like an hour long. And they tell a great story. You just cannot wait until the next one. (laughs) Well, actually, I should say, like Netflix, um, NPR on these uh, specific podcasts will release all of the episodes at one time. So you can literally listen to them all at one time but yeah, like that's a good thing. missing Richard Simmons when it was being produced, you would have to wait for the next week for the next episode to come down, come around. Mm. Now, do you listen to, um, what's that one that was, ex- that literally put podcasting on the front page serial. I serial.
1: Um, I w- did at first, but I just didn't have the time to devote to it. Um, yeah. and so I, I actually came in at the end of the very first one, and uh, I think it was like episode 11 or something towards oh my that. Oh,
0: God. Did it make you want to go back and listen to all of them?
1: It did, except I just didn't have time. And it was one of those – it's it's a lot like TV, TV series that last a long time. Yeah. I generally won't start watching them because I know it's, there's this major commitment, and if you miss ones in the middle, you won't know what's going on. I have never watched an episode of Game of Thrones, for example. Me either. And that's why. It's because I cannot devote the time to it. And I don't have the, I didn't, at the time anyway, I didn't have the mental space anyway because of what was going on. Yeah. But, um, and it's also really not my thing, to be honest. But that's, that's a whole different issue. So it's the same thing with Serial and, and the ones like it that go on and on and on. I just didn't have the, the time commitment to be able to do it with so many conflicting projects all over the place and stuff like that. Yeah. There, there was one similar to Serial that was done here in New Zealand. I think it was from, it's called Stuff, Stuff.co.ad and said, which is now the corporate name for a newspaper publishing company. Okay. And they did one on a um, cold case, I think it was. Oh, I or, love that cold case stuff. Or maybe it was a travesty of justice. Either way, it was an old, um, it had been an old story and they breathed new life into it by doing that sort of thing. And it got all sorts of international attention. Apparently, the the largest number of their downloads came from the USA. Oh, which and it's called Stuff. Do you,
0: do, are the episodes still out there?
1: Um, I, I believe they are. I don't know what their particular podcast was called. But if you go to stuff.co.nz, um, probably there's somewhere. Okay. <laughs> I'm really vague on this because I wasn't uh, planning on talking about them. Now, I, I know. That's
0: listen. okay. I, I, mean, I just got you know, off on a tangent when we started talking. <laughs> but um, no. Okay. Well, I'll just have to look for that. And then in terms of my listeners, when uh, Arthur says NZ, he means NZ.
1: Do you know how most of the world says Zed?
0: <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying so that they know what you're talking about. You mean N Z,
1: right? That, yeah. Um, I'm just looking quickly here, and I don't see anything about podcasts on their main page, but that might be something somewhere else. Okay. Um, that actually got me into trouble once. I was commenting on um, a gay, quasi-political, newsy sort of site that's now gone. And uh, I was in a... Rather heated discussion. I don't even remember what the topic was. And somebody said, and by the way, you should change your um, your moniker or whatever she called it uh, because it makes it sound like you're an American Nazi. And I thought, <laughs> what the heck are you on about? And I th- puzzled and puzzled because in those days I used Amerens for everything. I didn't use my my name right. on uh, comments or whatever. And then I realized that she was trying to pronounce it the American way where she's doing the final letter of the alphabet as Z. And so Amerins could become Amerin-Z or something. Uh, Somehow you could probably twist it around into being like American Nazi. Oh,
0: to make it, oh, my God, that's
1: horrible. (laughs) And once I realized that, I I told her, I said, you do realize that the U.S. is one of the only places in the world where the final letter of the alphabet is pronounced Z. (laughs)
0: Oh, my God.
1: Nowadays they would call that mansplaining. I'm sure. Yeah,
0: exactly. Because you'd be <laughs> telling her that.
1: <laughs> mm. That's
0: funny. Oh my god! But it
1: just—it annoyed me so much that she would presume that that was the case just because of the way um, she pr- pronounced the letter. And I know why she pronounced it because obviously I'm American originally. And, right. And but that didn't change anything, and it just really annoyed. Me. In fact, I no, I didn't mention it in the video I did about Amrins. I mentioned it on my blog.
0: So then, but then you said you stopped using your Amarin's email address because of that.
1: No, no, I still have all of them. I just oh, okay. I got a, I thought well, you know, if you can't um, work work it out or whatever, or if you don't, if you're going to make those kind of conclusions, there's nothing I can do about it. And I don't think I was that far into it at that point, using Amarin's as a brand name, if you will. But nowadays, you know, I've got. A dozen years, more than a dozen years, invested in it. So, good grief! Yeah. It's from ninety-seven, I think. Oh my god! I from
0: ninety-seven?
1: Yeah, I, this is the the backstory of the name. I originally used it as the name of a. I, well, I was going to start a magazine for American expats in New Zealand called Amarins. That's where mm-hmm. the name actually comes from. That and would be cool. And I didn't cool. for for a lot of reasons. I didn't do that. And, um, but a few years later we were coming to the U S on holiday and I wanted a, um, an email address that I could get and receive email from without having to log into my actual email because it was going to be at an internet cafe somewhere and I knew they weren't secure. Right. So I set up one on Yahoo of all things. And I used Amarins because I thought, Oh, well, that's nice and safe. And doesn't really point back to me personally. Right. And so then that's when I, I actually started using it. F- as an actual thing, in two th- in uh, nineteen ninety seven. Man, Good we're talking. God, that makes me sound old.
0: <laughs> that's what is that? Twenty one years ago? Twenty
1: one years, yeah.
0: Well, ninety seven, I think, is the time that the internet really became started to become um, strong enough for those of us who had an interest in it to take advantage of it. Because nineteen ninety seven was the first year that I had my own web web page website. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So
1: yeah, a a little bit longer than that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, getting off on a little tangent there, but anyway, um, back to podcasting. I wanted to ask you: Do you think that the heyday of gay podcasting is past us?
1: Funny you should ask. No, I don't. I think that yes, I think we're entering a new phase of podcasting. Um, I'm sure you remember this back in in the. When we were, you know, at the height of it in the early, well, you know, mid two thousand ies Yeah. One of the things we talked about a lot was the about reviews on iTunes. Everybody begged for reviews on iTunes. Yeah. And the other thing was how commercial uh, podcasters or producers or whatever were getting listed in the personal journal category, which is where most of the gay podcasts were at that time. Yes. And – So This American Life was always number one, always heavily dominant. Um, Oprah had one for a while that was in the same category. And so us little people had no chance of ever making the front page of iTunes. Well, that doesn't matter anymore because nobody, I I think, relies on iTunes to find podcasts. But in that period, because podcasting was still relatively new, it, it did matter. Well, then... I, and and you've probably seen this as well. There was a fall off in podcasts. It seemed people that weren't paying attention and we lost all those pioneers you were talking about who stopped um, podcasting. Yes. But now, just look at Pride 48, all of the people who've been coming into podcasting in the past few years, and there are more and more who are doing it. And a lot of them are commercial. A lot of them are news organizations who are putting out podcasts. Like I've listened to Rachel Maddow as a podcast for years and uh, Chris uh, uh, Chris Hayes is, available. in fact, I think all of their shows are now available as audio podcasts. Mm-hmm. And Fox does a bunch. And um, oh, a lot of various news organizations do podcasts. Well, you mentioned one from the Washington Post.
0: Yeah. Actually, the Washington Post does like four or five different podcasts. Yeah.
1: I think they all do. And it's all of this stuff is about what all of this new media stuff was always supposed to be about, about meeting the customer where they are. So if somebody wants to listen to a program, they don't want to sit down and tune in the radio at a certain time to listen to it. They want to take it with them and listen when it's convenient for them. Same with a book, same with with uh, printed news or whatever. They don't want to wait for the morning paper to be delivered. They want to call up their app and start reading. Right. Um, a, a book is often the same thing nowadays. And people are realizing that there is something special about audio that video can't match. Video is great. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that, uh, there's some really talented people who do YouTube or, um, Vimeo or whatever, mo- uh, videos. And right. it, there's a, the, the thing about it for me about blogging, about podcasts and about videos is that there are different ways of telling stories and there are different mediums that allow you to tell stories in the appropriate way. So some things, they only really work in print, um, or they work best in print. Other things work really well as audio only, and some things work really well if you can show people what you're talking about or evocative pictures or whatever. So, because of all of that, I think that we're in the midst of a new resonance of podcasts, where people are turning to them because they don't listen to terrestrial radio anymore by and large. Uh, that well, is a lot of people. So don't. true. And so it 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 fills a niche. People want to hear audio stuff. They want to be. They still do want to be able to take it with them, and. Podcasts make that possible. So I think we're going to be seeing more of it, especially with the way the, the Western world has changed so much over the past five or six years, you know, with the March of Marriage Equality and all these other things that have been going on. There are lots of things to talk about and there are lots of ways to do it now that just didn't exist when we started out.
0: That's true. Well, you know, I'm going to agree with you that, that I actually feel and maybe it's because I'm back to podcasting, although it's been—I've been back for a year now. Um, I do feel a different wave of um, people in podcasting because I have noticed. Because you know that I'm also a YouTuber. Yes. I've got 253 videos on my YouTube channel, but I follow a lot of people on YouTube, and now those big big people on YouTube are creating podcasts.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: And I think that's very interesting that they're they're going from video to audio. Yes. The only difference is is that they are also recording video of them making their podcasts.
1: Yes. Well, so, the, the the thinking atheist that I mentioned um, often does that. He'll. Uh, th- sometimes it's just the audio of his podcast, but other times he will video himself and whoever he's talking to and post that on YouTube. I just what, think I, that I think a, that, Go ahead. I think that's, I personally think that that's a perfectly valid thing to do. If somebody wants, cause somebody might want to watch it like they might watch any other, uh, the YouTube show or whatever you want to call it, um, of that sort. And there are, there are a lot of them on there where people just sit and they talk to the, the mic and face the camera. And, You know, there there are some people who like that kind of thing. I personally would rather listen rather than watch something like that. But I was just going to
0: say, same here with me. I would rather listen and actually listen so that I can do things around my house. Yes, yes. Because watching two bobbleheads talk on (laughs) video—that's why I hate to do those kind of videos. I I don't want to just sit in in front of a video camera and talk. That's not. I I think video is a visual thing. You've got to see something different. So I don't watch any of those people who podcast, who video their podcast or, you know, but yeah. I, I you know, just going back to where we were, I was just going to say that I do think we're in like a new kind of time in that all of these YouTubers are going from video to audio. And there the thing is their podcasts are so professionally produced. It's like. The sound is top quality. they're yep. rich they're rich enough to have the best equipment and you know, yeah. sound blocking and all this kind of stuff. And I just I mean, i'm I'm very impressed by it, but i'm I just wonder if you know, because remember back in the day when actually because many of us were podcasting before iTunes even had podcasts? Well, you were. <laughs> I, well, I definitely was. Yeah, I was like two years before
1: iTunes. Yeah,
0: but when it came about, we were all so scared because no one was going to listen to us anymore because iTunes came about. Well, it makes me think. It makes me think about the same thing. Oh, well, all these now, all these YouTubers have these podcasts. No one's going to listen to me but just a mm. quick check of numbers remember at the day when we were all concerned about how many listeners we
1: had and yeah and, and for some reason we weren't allowed to talk about it
0: <laughs> exactly i know well since i re- since i restarted uh, archer radio i've consistently had 250 to 300 and da- uh, 300 downloads every episode so i i don't think i have lost any audience because if i remember correctly back in the day i that was about what i had back 10 years ago so you know i don't know if the exact same 300 people are listening but i i don't think i've lost any audience and here's the thing i don't even just as i used to i don't even look at those numbers anymore
1: and no, like, I never do.
0: <laughs> and here is the thing: I was so embarrassed because I went to iTunes one day and I saw that Spanking B Arthur left me a review, and I was like, "Holy shit! I I need to check this more often." Well, nobody else has left a review since Spanking B <laughs> Arthur, but you know, I was, it was like a shock. It's like, "Oh my god, I forgot!" I remember the days when we would hang on waiting for reviews on iTunes? It's like, oh, forget yeah. it. Because you know yeah. now I just podcast mostly for just for myself.
1: Yeah. Well, and I actually think that that's the best thing to do because it, it, this is true for blogging and even videos to a certain extent, too, because if you're not invested in what you're doing, that comes across in into your, well, audience, for lack of a better word.
0: Oh, yeah, they can channel. Um,
1: yeah, they can. And th- that's true in print and audio and video, I think, anyway. And so you, I think you have to start out doing what you, what you want to do or share or whatever, or and or what you would like to read or listen to or see as well. Exactly. Because uh, the the things I respond to the most with with personal journal podcasts and blogs are when people talk about what's going on in their lives and they they talk about issues as they see it, their opinions on it. I'm interested in that. I'm not really interested in hearing somebody um, just tell me what the current headlines are and that's about it. I want discussion and stuff.
0: And you know, there was a time that I got to that point where I was just – reading stuff on the newspaper and talking, you know, and giving my opinion about that. But yeah. when, you, when you talk about listening to a personal journalist podcast and about what's going on in their lives, that reminds me of you because your your podcast is definitely like that. And for example, because yeah. I, I said I was going to bring this up, is in your life, your pets are very important to you. Absolutely. And I'm not sure how recently it was, but you got a new dog. Yes, and I know, because I, I know I follow you on Facebook and you post pictures and the little dog is so cute. But um, the, when you tell us about your dogs, I kind of, I follow along. Like, I, I wonder about the the one that's really old. How old is, um, I never know their names. Don't you have one that's kind of old?
1: Well, not terribly. Um, the oldest, his name is Jake, and he just turned 11 this year.
0: Well, but for a dog, isn't that old?
1: Well... Could be. Um, it depends because he's not a purebred, and purebreds tend to have relatively sh- shorter lives. <coughs> Pardon me, he's a okay. mixed breed, so he. Well, he's let me, I'll just inter-
0: I'll just interrupt for a second because you had Jake, or you had just gotten Jake recently yes. when we started podcasting. Yes, yes. So I've heard about Jake for eleven years. Yeah. So see that that's what I'm saying. Like you, you make kind of a connection, and like. Maybe I don't think about Jake all the time, but when you talk about him, I know exactly who you're talking yeah. about. And that's, yeah, it's the, kind of,
1: that's yes, the connection know, a
0: personal journal podcast does for me.
1: I know exactly what you mean. And you get to feel like you know the person, even though you've never met them. Well, we've never met in real life. We have instance. not. And yet I feel like I know you, <laughs> which is... Well, part of that's you know just from listening to you from all this time, but we've also interacted. But even just taking the ones who I've only ever listened to, I feel like I know them in a way that I, I wouldn't know somebody down the street, for instance.
0: That is true.
1: and it, it, it's, I, In fact, I was just talking about this with Nigel the other day. We, I was talking about video lighting because I've been doing more research. I, I like to do challenges for myself, and my challenge is I want to come up with lighting using cheap or stuff I already have. And now I'm not doing the videos yet, so this is easy for well, me to just.
0: Do I can't wait that. for the videos to come out because I've been waiting for years.
1: <laughs> well, I was going to do it for the uh, six month countdown to my birthday, but that didn't happen.
0: Aww. Anyway, <laughs>
1: um, well, I, I'm nowhere near. I don't really have a decent space to do it yet. That's my actual, my real, true holdup is I just don't have a space. But anyway, um, I was talking about this this guy I stumbled across on Facebook. Who did a, a video about how to set up video lighting um, for doing a, you know a person in a camera type video? Yeah,
0: I bet I've even and seen that video
1: <laughs> it could be, well, there's a lot of them actually. Okay. I found out too. but he's a Norwegian guy, and he goes by I think it's NDX or something like that. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had uh, the, the, the subject. Or whatever you want to call it, the, the guy he was using to demonstrate the lighting techniques as he was moving the lights around and stuff was this was a friend, a long time friend of his, and he was also a filmmaker. I also, I think, in Norway as well. And um I used to watch some of his videos too. He used to do uh, reviews of cameras and things, which mostly was kind of like, oh, that's sort of interesting because I wasn't in the market for a camera. But you know that kind of thing, right? But because I watched him do these videos, so the, and the two of them sometimes doing these uh, f- uh, videos in small films, I got to feel like I knew them. And the the blonde guy, it was the I, didn't, I don't think I said he was blonde, the, the model or whatever you call it, the guy who was you know, standing while the light was being moved. Who was on screen. Up, yeah. Yes, that's it. Thank you. I <laughs> don't know what the phrase is. <laughs> um, he ended up committing suicide. Oh, Oh, and no. I, I know. He was he's, he's young. He's 28, I think, or 20 oh, somewhere. He wasn't 30 God. yet. And it, it hit me really hard, not in a, oh, my God, I've lost a personal friend kind of way, but in a, I don't know how to process this this information and this feeling because I felt like I knew him because I'd been watching him on videos for a couple of years by that point, I guess.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, the reason I found out about it is because NDX, or however you pronounce it, had done a video basically saying that this had happened and he even had a shot from his funeral and all that sort of stuff. Wow! So it felt really personal in a way that I hadn't really experienced like that before. Apart from when, um, a, a guy we knew back from the day called L- Lord Byron.
0: Oh yes.
1: When, when he died of cancer, it was a very similar sort of thing because I didn't know him personally. I'd spoken to him um, and interacted with him a lot, especially on Twitter in those days, yeah, and, and actually, when he died
0: i kept I kept him on my twitter and he he kept doing those well, he had this thing set up to automatically yeah. tweet, and it went on for two years after he died,
1: yeah, well that happened with a, a personal friend of mine too, um what do you call that that paper thingy where oh, yeah, you mal- automatically
0: makes. make those pa- yeah, yeah,
1: I'm yeah, whatever sure that's know. called. Um, and I kept getting tweets from her, and it just reached a point where I did let it go. I have to admit, for like three or four years, and I got no, nah, I just can't can't take these reminders all the time anymore. Right. So I finally unfollowed, and which felt really bad. But that's a, a slightly different case because I knew her personally. We had been friends in the, back in Chicago. Um, but my my point is that you invest time in these people, whether they're podcasters or. Or YouTubers, or whatever it might be, and you feel you get to know them, and you get to you share parts of their life, whether it's their dog or their their partners or whatever it might be. Exactly. And then when something happens, it's personal. It's incredibly personal when you've
0: never even met
1: them. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Exactly. I know. Well, it's it's
0: funny because in listening to these podcast, these old Archer Radio group shows, um, I have come to find out that I actually have met four podcasters i met larry vader i met john ong i met uh michael from qcast connecticut and i met Lurie dean uh, he although he wasn't a podcaster he was a great supporter of was yeah. he probably still is i don't know because <laughs> i i had lost touch with all of these people
1: yeah me too you know, and, I, and don't, I I personally regret that, I have to say, especially the people in the Pride 48 family because when I was going through my issues and wasn't able to podcast much anymore, I just kind of lost touch with all of them.
0: Yeah, and it, but isn't, you feel I feel sad about it because we I had did. such good times on the Archer Radio Group shows. You know. Yeah. And I kind of I bringing this all back around to where we started, I kind of want to bring that back. And I
1: I don't know if it's yeah. possible. Do you think it's possible? I do. It'd be like uh, Justin Timberlake bringing sexy back, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like, but I'm just saying. In terms of the people who who I really made connections with, they're not around anymore. At least they're not on Twitter, I don't know how to you know get in touch with them. But
1: you know, yeah, like, like yeah, so Anthony, that is I, issue.
0: <laughs> I I know you remember Anthony. We had so many issues with Anthony in terms of yeah who he was dating and. What he was his his the way he spoke and spelled and, and his politics and stuff. I mean it's like what's yeah. what's he doing now? I don't I don't know.
1: I have no idea. I, I think we're connected on LinkedIn if I remember correctly. Um not that I ever use it, so I don't really know.
0: I was gonna say, what's written, LinkedIn? Sure. I don't even know what that is anymore.
1: It's intended as a online networking in the business world.
0: Yes, yeah, so and I, I'm retired. I don't
1: need that. No, you don't. And I actually don't see why I need it either, but I'm still on it. And I get occasionally, I get requests from people wanting to connect. And some of them are like, I beg your pardon, who the hell are you?
0: (laughs) Oh, I get those almost every day. And I think, I kind of think they're junk or they're trying to connect with me through the wine industry. And I don't know who they are, that kind of thing. But um, anyway, I kind of cut you off here. I wanted to find out about this new dog. Yes. First of all, by the way, we've been talking for almost an hour or a little bit over (laughs) an hour. Do you have time to keep talking?
1: I have all the time in the world. <laughs> oh, a, oh, my
0: wonderful husband is bringing me some, some, another glass of wine. Oh, Isn't that that's nice, nice of him. It is. Okay, so we, I want to hear about this new dog because, of course, I've seen pictures and I've read your blogs and stuff like that. But I, I mean, granted, I don't know if anybody who listens to me still knows who you are because you don't
1: podcast <laughs> very much.
0: But just tell me a little bit about the new dog.
1: Well, his name is Leo. And he is, is the, the type of dog, whatever they call it, is a toy dog, which we've never had before. So that's an experience in itself. He is a crossbreed of, um, well, I always heard it pronounced Lauschen. Oh, but, okay. But, it, but it's actually German and it's more like Leufchen, which means little lion. I thought it was an Asian breed, but it's not. It's actually German oh. or European. And they were all the rage in like the 16th century or thereabouts. And what they used to do, and I don't know why, they would shave most of the dog's body and just leave this kind of mane and tail sort of Uh, thing. To make it look like a lion. (laughs) Exactly. And I don't think they look anything like a lion. A lion's a cat for one thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true, not a dog.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But nevertheless, they were a very popular breed in, in their day. And the... They fell out of favor or fashion or whatever his dogs tend to do and became, I think they still are the rarest dog breed that still exists. Wow. Well, they've they've started crossbreeding them with other things to help perpetuate them. And he's across with a poodle, I, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it's a poodle.
0: But his hair isn't curly. I've seen pictures of him.
1: Um, it probably comes from the Lauchian side because um, both our other dogs, Jake and Sonny, are uh, Cavoodles, which is a cross between a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel and a Poodle. Okay. And Jake has longer fur, more like the Spaniel, and uh, Sonny has more the fur of a Poodle. It's finer and a bit more matted and woolly. And wow. so it's sort of a, you know, genetic crapshoot of <laughs> how things end up. But uh, he did get long fur. He's just turned one year. He turned a year, uh, year old on, was it July 1st or June 1st? I don't know. It was one of them. But you haven't uh, had him for a year, have you? No, no. We only got him in May. Um, he originally belonged to another family member, and they couldn't keep him because they had some issues with um, him doing a little nipping on um, uh, a young child. Oh. And it wasn't aggressive. It's, it's near, I don't really know the whole story, so I, I'm only speculating. But it was the sort of thing where he was alone all day and because nobody was home and he wasn't, I don't think he was properly socialized because of that. And we were, since I'm I'm home virtually all the time and we also obviously had the two dogs and the cat. Right. And so we were, we would be able to start to correct some of these behaviors we thought anyway. (laughs) <laughs> Dogs don't always have their own minds about yeah, such things.
0: They're thinking different things than you are. <laughs> exactly.
1: But he has definitely improved um, since he's he, since he's lived with us. But he is also such a little boy, just like a human boy. He oh. gets into things and he runs around like crazy, and then he'll reach a point where suddenly he's just tired and goes to sleep.
0: So he's mischievous, like maybe a two and a half to three year old boy.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe even a little bit older now, but. The thing that he used to do the most was he would just bark at noises. Um, and he's got this high-pitched bark, which is actually kind of annoying.
0: I was just going to say, but, that would annoy the hell out of me.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I suppose it's like most toy dogs, I guess. But he um, he's gotten over most of that because he's now been living with us for, uh, I guess, more than two months. And he doesn't bark at the sort of daily, everyday sorts of noises that he used to. But on at the end of our... You, of our yard is is the fence line and on the other side of that is the neighbor and they have a dog and the dog's called rocket and for for some reason when that dog is out it drives leo crazy he runs along the fence line barking he tries to chew on the wooden fence i don't know why what he thinks that's going to do but he doesn't (laughs) like he's
0: going to get through there and get to that dog
1: exactly exactly But the problem with that is that it's winter here, and it rains a lot in Auckland in wintertime, and it's almost always wet and muddy along the fence line. And so he comes in with dirty feet. Oh, no. Yeah, and I've had to wash his feet, generally speaking, once a day, every day. <laughs>
0: yeah, he tracked that crap all over the house.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. And it shows on him, too, because he's got sort of beige fur. Oh, yeah, I've seen the pictures. He's actually cute as hell. I think he's so cute. Yeah. He needs a trim, but that's Nigel's job. I don't do that. I'm not allowed near the dogs with scissors. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably
0: a good thing. It is. <laughs> well, anyway, that's a he's a cute little dog, and I enjoy following your stuff when you post about him. So
1: Yeah, he is a cutie.
0: Okay, so you mentioned Nigel, and how mm-hmm. is Nigel doing? He's good. He's good.
1: busy as heck. Um, he has been, uh, I don't want to give away too much private information but he's been he's he's been with the same organization for bloody hell how long has that been well that this particular version has been about eight years but as a result of a merger and but he was with the previous organization for um i think four years before that and a very senior and respected position and he's doing great things um Things that make me proud should make him proud. In fact, I'm sure it must do. Yeah, so he's doing really well.
0: Yeah. And you guys have been together for like 13 years? I mean, not. I shouldn't say together, but you've been married for like 13
1: years? Well, no, we had a, uh, what do you call that thing? Civil Union in t- uh, 2009. Oh, so it's almost 10 years. Yeah, we're coming up on 10 years in that. And then um, New Zealand past marriage equality uh, a few years after that. And so then we got married on October 31st of, I should know the year. And I can't remember off the <gasps> top of my head.
0: You can't remember <laughs> the
1: year you got married? <laughs> Heck no. There's a lot of things I don't remember. I but just it was a couple of years
0: after the civil union though, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it, at the time we got the civil union, we didn't have marriage and right. I had to wait. Or we had to wait rather until it came along. Although, when we got the civil union, it had been legal for I think about four years by that point, and we were in no hurry to get a civil union because my attitude was, "This is just marriage light."
0: It is. I, I we we actually had group discussions about this years ago you know, on Archer Radio group shows, and I never liked the civil union. I thought that was just like a a temporary fake marriage thing.
1: Yeah. Well, the only reason we did it, well, not the only reason, but one of the reasons we did it was because it would give us legal protection. Correct, um, yes. It, it made us um, uh, next of kin, which was more important for things like automatic um, inheritance in case of death, you know, death yeah. or whatever. Um, and it would be easier to get power of attorney ab- appointed as next of kin without having you know, all these documents in, in place in advance.
0: And it gave you the right to see your partner in the hospital without them denying you access.
1: You, theoretically, except that in New Zealand, that would never be an issue anyway. Oh, well, um, I've, I've never seen anybody. Uh, I've never heard of anybody. I should say being challenged in a hospital s- setting. I suppose in a in a really dire situation of like say an intensive care situation where they're restricting visitors to one or two people. Right. If there's not some sort of legal connection the the legal next of kin who would be blood relatives probably might be able to cause problems but like i said i've never heard of that happening it doesn't mean it doesn't i've just never heard of it
0: right right well that's good
1: i I think that would be pretty rare in new zealand because uh, new zealand uh, is steeped in maori culture and a lot of that is about family fauna we call it and you wouldn't just limit um, visitation in a hospital to two people anyway, ordinarily, unless there's some really damn good reason why you'd have to do that. Like they've got some, you know, horribly communicable disease or something. Right.
0: We, yeah, yeah, that was true. Now, I'm going to switch topics just slightly. Um, Well, I have a couple questions. One, I heard on a previous Archer radio gang gang show that we were talking about New Zealand at the time. And at the time there was 4.3 million people as the population, but that was like 11 years ago. What is the population of New Zealand now?
1: It uh, Well, they actually have a clock that, that tracks that it's Statistics New Zealand. But at the moment, it's 4.693 million. But oh. that's actually from last year. That's not the current one. I just looked because I Googled it because as one does. Let me just go to the population clock. Well I just the uh, actual sorry the actual current population as of today at 12 at at this very moment the population in New Zealand is 4,893,079. Okay
0: so it's gone up about 500,000 people since yeah. that's actually a pretty small growth in 11 years. Well we're a small country to start
1: out with. I know, and that's um, what I
0: loved about it. <laughs> that's what I yeah. still
1: love about it. We've so. been growing about 60,000 a year odd. Um, I think it's slowed a bit in the past year or so because we have a new government and the immigration policies are changing. And some people have decided probably not to pursue it.
0: Not to get into politics, but is it a conservative government?
1: No. Oh. No. It's led by the New Zealand Labour Party, which is, it's hard to describe in American terms. It's definitely um, analogous to the Democrats, except that it is, would be, bernie sanders democrats not um nancy pelosi democrats or any other mainstream democrats certainly not blue dogs oh that's we have good a, that's good we have a, a few who are kind of like that well we've got one mp who's kind of like that a labor mp yeah but um the labor part the new zealand labor party of which i'm a paid member is a social democratic party it's not um it doesn't try to be you know all things to all people, but it is a big tent party in a sense, because we do have some conservative elements and some who are much more leftist than I am. But, um, yeah,
0: well that I'm going to, okay. So I'm just going to say, I'm going to have to have you on again so we can talk an entire episode of just politics, <laughs> because I'm just going to say one question and you have to say it, you have to answer it with one word. Oh no, <laughs> I know it's very difficult. What do you think of Trump?
1: is a word <laughs> <laughs> it could It be. probably is
0: <laughs> i know that you have a lot to say about donald yep. trump because if yes. i remember correctly uh, well actually i know you don't you don't do politically incorrect anymore um or politically what was it called Too political too, too political, political. <laughs> i know you don't do that anymore do you
1: no, I don't know if it's coming back. I haven't really had a chance to talk to to Jason. Uh, about that with Jason. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway, because I know that in the past we've talked politics a lot. So um, at some point maybe I, I have to have you back on, and we'll have to talk politics because I I would just love to hear what you think about how America has turned into a a, a, a yeah, um. Oh fuck! What's the what's the term I'm thinking of? Um, Fascist? Fascist. <laughs> yes,
1: that's, that's, that was, yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. I don't know why that's the first word that popped into my head. <laughs> well, that's the first
0: that's the word I was trying to think of, yes. because But you see, I'm old now, so I can't think of words as easily. I'm sure oh, what you hear about. it on my podcast when I'm like, "What's the, what am I thinking of? I can't think of it. Yeah. Because I'm, old. And I'm
1: and I'm probably yelling at the at the computer when you're doing
0: that. <laughs> well you are, I'm sure you are, yes.
1: I know there's one time I left a comment on your site when you couldn't remember something or other.
0: Yeah, you answered uh, the question for me.
1: I did. <laughs> I saw
0: that. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. In the same kind of in the same realm of that uh, not being able to think of words. Okay, so Big Fatty has retired. Auntie Vera has retired. I have well, retired.
1: From- I uh, think he's just retired from podcasting, as far as I know.
0: Yeah, but I think he also retired from uh, voiceover. Oh, really? I thought that's what I heard. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Because I thought I heard that he that he was done. But anyway, my point is, you are going to be reaching the age of sixty in five and a half months or five months, right? Yep. When will you be retiring? Or are you already retired?
1: I'm not. I I work part-time, which is I suppose you could say is like being semi-retired.
0: <laughs> yes, I would agree with that.
1: Um I I don't have any immediate plans. Uh the the main thing I do is is I work on a particular contract and if that was to end, I would probably not seek anything else. But at this stage it's not going to end. And I don't have any specific plans. It's I'm in a weird situation because New Zealand and the United States have a, a um, I think it's called a social security agreement or something. It's about retirement. Okay. And because I paid into the social security system for more than 20 years, I am required by law to apply for my social security pension. It's yeah, not, but, it's but not at which,
0: which age
1: for you, though. Oh, it's whatever the, the legal thing is for the U.S. I don't know.
0: Okay. Well, because, you know, Big Fatty is like if he can hold out until he was, I think he said, 67, then he would get the best, you know, Social yes. Security. I have to definitely wait till I'm 67. So I'm just going to assume that you have to wait until you're 67 to get the best benefit of Social Security.
1: Well, that's probably true. But what happens in our case, um, if I understand it correctly, is that I apply for Social Security that's paid to the New Zealand government, and I get my – what's called superannuation here. I get that paid by the New Zealand government, which is a universal benefit. It's not means-tested or, or anything like that. It's the exact same. It's a certain percentage of the average wage, and everybody gets that. And but wait, it would gets,
0: wait, would you get your Social Security on top of that?
1: No, it's it, my understanding is it is paid to the New Zealand government to subsidize, well, not subsidize,
0: oh, but I see. Okay,
1: and in the same way that if a New Zealander were to move to had moved to the U.S. In, with enough time, um, the the New Zealand government would pay money to the U.S. government, uh, f- which would then partially fund their social security. Um, it uh, there's a particular treaty that that deals with that. And the U S has one with, with lots of countries around the world. New Zealand's just one of them. And the idea basically is that, um, no, no country has to get stuck with paying all of the retirement for somebody who's paid in somewhere else.
0: Right. Considering they're like a multi-country kind of person.
1: Yeah. 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 And it, it makes a certain amount of sense, but there can be complications. I know of somebody who is an American, uh, a, national who was, is married to a New Zealander and, um, their, their spouse is older and already retired and getting national superannuation. And, um, the person I know was getting to the age of retirement, not there, not, was just about to get there and was told that under law they had to apply for social security or they would calculate how much it would be and deduct it from the husband's, um, Oh no. Superannuation. Yeah. And they were fighting that because they said, look, if I can hold out for a few more years, there'll be more money. This doesn't make any sense. And they said, no, this is the law. You have to do it. I actually don't know what came of that, but I just thought it was the most bizarre thing I'd ever heard. It is. Now, in my case, it won't matter in my case because um, I'm about five years older than Nigel, so I'll be reti- probably retiring first anyway. Right. But um, yeah, and to, to think that they would reduce the um the other spouse's retirement or put a freeze on it altogether which was another um thing in their uh in their arsenal of of sanctions just because you know you want to hold out to to apply for your social security to get the highest possible benefit exactly yeah but that's one of the things that that um people get caught in when they're an American citizen living in a different country.
0: Right. So you kinda have to you have to live with that because you've chosen the other country. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it'll all work out for you just perfectly.
1: Yeah, I'm not I'm not worried to be honest. <laughs>
0: I'm I'm kinda like you in that um well I'm not older than my husband, but he has to work another five to six years before he can retire. Mm. So Anyway, all right, last topic, and then we're going to wrap this up. <laughs> Coming up is Pride 48. Jeez. Just a few years ago, you were a major um, yeah. factor in the Pride 48. Do yeah. you feel that um, you're going to miss it and that you're not as connected as you used to be? And will you be listening?
1: Uh, listening will, will frankly depend on what's going on at the time. The major problem I have is because of time zones, which is obvious. Right. Um, a lot of the really good stuff happens when I'm asleep or, or whatever.
0: Oh, that's true. The time difference is a big thing. I didn't realize that. Yeah.
1: And that, that's, that was always a problem. Um, even from the very first one way back when. Right. Um, I, it's it's a funny thing because I I was thinking about it recently. Oh well, not that recently. I was on the I think I was looking at the Pride Forty Eight page on Facebook. I think it was, and I was looking at all these people I'd never heard of before, and I'd see people um, chatting with each other in comments on some post or other. Think I don't know who any of these people are, and then I, it struck me that they have no idea who I am either, which is is neither good nor bad nor indifferent. It, it's just a thing. It it's just a realization I had. And that made me a bit sad, not that they don't know who I am, but that I'm not part of that anymore, enough that I would know who they are, even.
0: Listen, I I can absolutely relate to you because I um, kind of – I shouldn't say this. I probably really shouldn't say this, but I kind of put an ultimatum down that I will um, podcast at Pride 48 only if I can prod- podcast after Big Fatty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because – now I'm starting to laugh because I don't know if you remember back to when the days when we it was before they met in, um, in Las Vegas when we were just doing online shows. Mm-hmm. I always came on after Big Fatty. <laughs> so I was like, OK, I, I will do a gangbang show, but I have to come on after Big Fatty. So the schedule came out today and I'm not going to say when I'm on there because oh. I don't I don't want to give away anything that hasn't been released yet to the public but I'm going to be very happy in New Orleans
1: <laughs> <laughs> just saying <laughs> just saying <laughs>
0: Adam's going to be so mad at me now <laughs> but I feel the same way in terms of being a little feeling a little sad because while the there's, there's like a core group of people who know me yeah there's going to be 60 people in New Orleans yeah. I bet 55 of them aren't going to know who the hell I am. <laughs> yeah. But I I still feel that I am a part of gay podcasting history. I mean, I've started yeah. podcasting April 20th, 2005, 13 yeah. years ago, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, I, I shouldn't. You know, make myself greater than I really am. But I just, I kind of feel the same way that it's going to be sad because so many people who are listening aren't really going to know who I am.
1: Yeah. And vice versa. And in some ways, well, that's what actually what bothers me because I don't know who they are. And so I feel, um, well, like I'm missing out for one thing because I don't know who they are. And I, and that some of it is I think to myself, where do I even start trying to find out who's who and, and what's what? And sometimes they'll talk about, the others on their shows and stuff, and I don't have any idea who they're talking about or I, what or what they're talking about.
0: I know what you mean, because that's why I've been trying to listen to some of these newer shows, because I don't know who these people are. But but even even in that kind of realm, of, like I don't know who these new people are, I have been listening to POTUS, my co-pilot, since like day one. Hmm. I have never met them. I have never had them on my group shows. I've never... Had any interaction with them, but they're going. I think two of them are going to be there. Are wait, are any of them going to be there? (laughs) I don't know. Now I don't remember. But it's like I should know them because they're part of podcasting history too. You know, they've been around forever too. And I don't know them, and I I feel like I should know them.
1: Yeah, and that's actually something that, if if somebody's inclined to, is something to give a bit of thought to. How do you introduce? People to each other who don't know each other, rather than just you know throwing them in the chat room and hoping that they gel or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, and I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't have a solution. I haven't really even thought this thoroughly through myself. But the, the, it's just that there's so many new people coming in all the time, and uh, listeners as well. It's not just podcasters, but also you know active listeners of these various shows. And how can how can they all be meshed together a little bit better in a in a larger community? And I'm not sure I have any answers for that, but it's something I'm aware of because I've been on the outside for the past two or three years or whatever it is. Right.
0: I don't know. It's I, I don't know how, how to do that. I've just decided that I'm going to try to meet as many people as I can and just in, introduce myself as Archer Radio. I'm Archer from Archer Radio. and. You know, you may know of me. It, you know, if if you don't, that's fine. Here's a sticker because I have I printed out all these. Well, <laughs> I had um, Vista print print out all these stickers that say Arch Radio. I'm just going to stick it on them and say you're a member of the Arch Radio family now.
1: Oh, <laughs> although
0: the family is teeny tiny, right? Now. <laughs> I I don't know if you can tell it in my voice or through this entire podcast. I am just so looking forward to. New Orleans and Pride Forty Eight because yeah all those years I was not able to be a part of it and now I want to be you know yeah I'm yeah. a wannabe <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah well, anyway. at the same time at the same time though it's good for the elders to still be around um, be able to I don't know share the, the consistency as much as anything else because it's not like you know we're the the great wise sages of the past or whatever
0: oh I know but I mean if think about my my shows if I didn't have a group show my shows sucked it was a horrible <laughs> but when I had the group shows they were fun and people had you yeah. know enjoyed them but my regular shows forget it and that's why I would love to get to a point where I only do group shows <laughs> but I don't know if I can bring those days back I just don't know if it's possible but we'll, we'll see in in New Orleans so
1: one one step at a time.
0: Exactly. <laughs> but you were my first um experiment at getting back to talking to other podcasters, whether it be through Skype or Google Hangouts or whatever. So I really do absolutely appreciate you being on this episode of Archer Radio.
1: And it's so much fun.
0: Absolutely. And thank you for sharing so much about what's going on in your life and, and your health and all that. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I am hoping that in the future that I can have um, people on again, like I definitely have you on again, but like people like Big Fatty and John Ong and because, you know, there was a time when John Ong was reminiscing about podcasting and he wanted to talk about the old days and, and it never really came about, but I would love to have him yeah. on so that we can do That'd that. That would be great. Yeah. yeah. And then eventually build up to a point of having once a week having, you know, four or five people on just to talk. And, yeah. and get crazy again and talk about West Stone being single and how he can't get a date and <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> but anyway, so um, I'm going to wrap this up. But why don't we why don't I give you um, a time to talk about um, where people can find you and all that all of that.
1: OK, well, the best way is through my catch all site, which is amrins.com, A-M-E-R-I-N-Z or Z if you prefer <laughs> dot com. Um, because I've got links there to my podcasts and my YouTube channel and my blog, and I don't have I don't think I've got Instagram on there. My Facebook page has a link. Um, okay. Yes, yeah, so all that stuff is there. That's the best way.
0: and are you on Facebook as um Amarins?
1: Yes, um uh, it's primarily for the blog, but I share stuff about uh, the podcast there whenever I release anything. And I also share that's where that's where I will share political stuff. I don't do it on my personal Facebook, but I do share. Um, political stuff there, usually stuff that I just think is interesting, or sometimes I'm like, like I got to share it somewhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that reminds me, I'm definitely going to have you on to talk about Trump and what's ha- been happening, <laughs> because I know you have a lot to talk about, a lot to say. So, Oh, do I? <laughs> yes, you do. I know you. I've known you for 11, 12 years or whatever, however long I it know. is. I know. So I know that you have a lot to say. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So thank you very much Arthur for being on this episode and we will definitely do it again.
1: Sounds like a good idea.
0: All right, so boys and girls that is all for today. So until next time, bye. bye.